Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 69. In this episode, we'll be talking about our 11th card, the rare cold gun, how to get back into Dice Masters with the Guardians of the Galaxy set, and wrapping it all up with another user-submitted Brewing Buddies. So let's kick it off with our 11th card, the rare cold gun. Okay, guys, we are here with the KO King. How are you doing today, my friend? Good. How are you? I am doing good. I'm excited because this is our 11th card. And I, uh, I'm a little surprised we haven't done this because it, this one tends to be a consistent 11th card that I run into all the time. It is the um, Captain Col- Captain's Cold Cold Gun Frozen Firearm. It's the rare, so it's a three-cost bolt fist, and it has the action continuous. Whenever you could use a global ability, you can send this die to the use pile to deal three damage to target, op- to target character die. On its burst, double burst side, which really doesn't exist on the die face. Also, ignore this, that character's die text until end of turn. The, that die's card keeps its global abilities, and all of the copies of that die um, keep their abilities. So, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's always been kind of 11th one, because I'm like, well, if I need a blanker, I like the control that this, this gives me, um, because I can trigger it almost whenever I want instead of, say, a prismatic spray or something where I have to do it on my turn. This one, I can either do it on my turn or my opponent's turn. Right. This is probably one of my, uh, before the Spider-Man Carnage set, this was probably one of my favorite blinkers simply because it's a basic action, or it's an action, whereas we don't have as much action hate. Yeah, yeah, because so a lot, a lot of all our other ones, like me, Dwarf Wizard, Shriek, right. they're all character cards, which are they tend to be more susceptible to stuff. Right. So when I would play competitive before Shriek came out, I would use Cold Gun. So I, I've never been a huge fan of Dwarf Wizard. I know a lot of people like it, but my opponent has to have that character in the field. Yeah, so that was which is, that's, why, that's why a lot of people like Shriek now, because it's like, well, I'll just right. point to your card. So this is an 11th card for me, only in casual play. Simply because I want to try other things. <laughs> <laughs> it's 11th card for me because I swear, and I'm pretty sure Jared can attest to this too because both of us, I don't think there's a burst double burst face at all. Like we always roll it on the one that doesn't have it. So I just like, to me, I'm like, okay, three damage. And that may be why I bump it up to 11th card and still, <laughs> instead yeah. of a must have. I actually find myself, if I'm using, if I don't get the burst, I'm usually using it to KO my own characters. Yeah, you're Scarecrow, because, yeah. yeah, sure, why not? So. <laughs> um, but it, it's crazy to think about it, because a lot of people just look at that blanking portion of the card, but three damage is actually a solid amount of damage to deal with cards, right? Because some, it, some of the cards only have two two or maybe three defense, right? and, and that's it, about the same thing as, as blanking, right. right? Yeah, so you look at a lot of those uh, blanking cards... D-Wiz and Shriek, if, even without the burst, you're going to be able to to knock it out and essentially blank it. Yeah. Um, so, and have you ever had a problem with the Bolt Fist? I've never had a problem with the Bolt Fist. It's, no. It's kind of it, like... Actually, I'm not. That's, which is, I mean, it seems like you would, but the question marks you can spend, it's not a what if or a white lantern, so you can spend the question marks, which really help. Yeah, and I do like that you can have four of them. I, I feel like that three cost for this card seems to be... A good balance on it you know you, you see some cards like you know you if this was like a five cost would like would it still be worth it to you <laughs> at 
Five, probably not. But uh, four, I think, would be a lot. I'd probably still use it some. Because this gives you the ability to do it on your opponent's turn. So if they fail the character that I need blanked, if they're going to attack with something strong, I can I can get rid of it on my turn, mm-hmm. send my dice to the use. Yep. So. So, so here's a question. You, you mentioned that it's your 11th card in casual. Why is it your 11th card and hasn't kind of made it into your team more often? Uh, for casual, I'm usually not worried about blanking or so much control in that way. I'm trying to work on other mechanics. You're just trying to KO hush 10 times in one turn. Yeah. <laughs> but it, really it is about more like I know how good the cold gun is, so my team, I know how it'll work. I'll test with it, but I want to check other mechanics. And I'm not so worried about making sure I can blank something of my opponents. That being said, I test a lot with it on competitive. And I know before it came out, we probably have it on record somewhere that I mentioned that you you won't need two blankers. (laughs) Where Uh, I was on the other side, I'm like, you're going to probably need two blankers or two win conditions. Without Guardians, I don't know if you need two blankers. I don't know if I will have a competitive team in the current setup who knows when x-men comes out that doesn't have cold gun and shriek because so this is not my 11th card anymore this this and shriek have to go on my team simply because there are cards in guardians that like a war adam warlock that if i don't have shriek i have no counter for and i could be on the Bad end of some stealing my dice for the entirety of the game. So I think you need the two. I, I like Shriek so that I can fill it and I can blank a card, not a die, but actual card. So it doesn't matter if the it's even been purchased. And use the cold gun if I need to get around them shrieking my Shriek. Yeah. That makes and, sense. And yeah, because I mean, with Shriek, you're sometimes you just need to get rid of a global or something, or yeah. it's one of those cards that your opponent's going to field and maybe they're going to attack or KO, so you don't have the chance to target, yeah. right? Um, whereas Cold Gun, I think this is a little bit more of, would you say, more spot removal? Because sometimes it's okay for the cards to have text, but you just need to put a right. kink in their chain, in, you know, right. to their And combo timing, chain. you know, the Cold Gun allows you to get around timing, and they can't blank your cold gun currently they can't blank actions so you can use it uh it's a lot more flexible um which is really nice like i said if they filled something on their turn they pass priority i can use my action if uh if i need to ko my something on my own team which i know not everybody does but if i need to ko something on my own own team and i didn't have a burst i can use it that way so I actually like to purchase a couple of them in a game if it's a longer game, if it's not, a, you know, a make sure I have to outspeed. I'm always going to look at buying a couple of them and then also pairing it with a different blanker. I think they complement each other well. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I you, just like Shriek using my cold gun out on the field. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that's a good question in terms of timing. So... How do, how do you time when you actually want to buy your cold gun and when you want to use it? Because I, I know I struggle sometimes with that. If I have a cold gun out there, um, sometimes I'm struggling with, well, do I use it on my turn or should I wait until my opponent and see what they draw? Or, you know, I, that, that's always been kind of an internal struggle for me. 
So are you talking about when you buy it or when you play it? Um, both. So yeah. like, well, what's a good time to buy it? And then once you buy it, when's a good time to actually send it to the use pile to do its ability? Well, we've talked about this some. I think when you buy it depends on what my opponent's team is and what they're purchasing, right? If I look across and I see a, a certain buy order, if I look across and I see a uh, Guy Gardner as an example, and I don't have a, a huge amount of counters to Guy Gardner, I may look at just buying the cold gun pretty quick, getting a few into my field so that I have that as a counter. Uh, whereas it's not the same as having a character that's that's going to get KO'd. I can keep the the cold gun in my field until I use it. Yeah, say, so say maybe, at, yeah, maybe they have like a gorilla garage. Yeah, so it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to purchase a cold gun early and just stick it in your field. It's not going to clog up your bag and allows you to keep using it. That's why I like two, so I can keep using it. Using it is always a little bit more questionable for me. Like, when do I use it? What am I going to do? Um, and some of that depends on if I have one or two and also what my bag flow is like. If uh, if they're going to attack and I'm going to take some damage, but my prep area is pretty clogged or my used pile is pretty clogged, I'm probably going to hold off using that, take the damage, save it for a more important point of the game just because I don't want it to go in my bag and then eternally stay in the bottom, which that, a lot of my important uh, dice I, tend I, to I do. I swear that happens to me too where I'll like – I know that there's like five characters in there and four sidekick dice, and I'll just go draw stuff, and I'll get four sidekick dice. And I'm like, And then what? the most important <laughs> one that you need is the last one. Always, out. always. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I have one dice in my bag, and then my opponent swings in and kills me that turn. I'm like, great. That's why I don't like big entrance. It's always the last thing I draw. There's a lot of things not to like big entrance. I mean, I played it the other day, and I was just like, man, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. <laughs> so, yeah, the cold gun is, you need to play with it some. So if if you're not familiar with it, I think it's good to throw on your casual team, see if you like it, understand how to purchase it, when to purchase it, um, you know, see that the, the, the bolt fist is not that bad. Uh, and the bolt fist energy actually can be a decent thing too. Yeah. If you're, let's say, for instance, you have a ring, a ring team, which is two different energies, you can use it that way. And and it's always a good thing to remember too, because one side of that cold gun is a generic energy. Yeah. So you may want to plan your purchases and your use at opportune times because it's almost use it or lose it in terms of that. Right. Um, so we, we've kind of talked about why we want want what would why we would put it on a team so say outside of casual um somebody's building a team why wouldn't they want to put a cold gun on their team for competitive yeah for competitive or just you know in general building say you know say say they're like all right russ i have this team i have 12 cards you haven't heard this story before have you yeah. <laughs> um like 12 I, cards isn't enough right? <laughs> what i mean it's like what what do i take out and if cold guns on there what situations would be like yeah you may want to take it off I think that in today's modern competitive era, you need one of three cards minimum. And this is just an opinion. I'm not saying I'm, it's factual. I'm just saying an opinion you need. It's on the internet, Russ. It's true. Yeah. You either need uh, D-Wiz, Dwarf Wizard, Shriek, that blanks the card, or Cold Gun. There is so many varying and different abilities out there. Uh, the meta is pretty wide open, especially once 
war of light rotates out that you can't have one thing that counters everything blank the blanking ability kind of gives you that ability to you know counter a whole bu bunch of things and so i think some people would prefer the character depending on what their build is so that's when the cold gun would get out if if a character fits your build better, maybe you're using Guy Gardner or... Yeah, because, I mean, having a cold gun for Guy Gardner right. may be okay, but if you're building stuff too and your bags don't clog up, yeah. that may not be the best thing to counter him because you would only be able to stop him once, right? Right. So you're you're definitely looking at if you want a character or an action. Um, probably look at your meta if it's very... Well, I was, I was going to say if it's very action hate oriented but there's actually not a ton out there there are some action hate but there's not a large amount yeah imagine so, if that storm from uncanny x-men where you could redirect it oh yeah <laughs> if that was still part of the game that has been on a lot of my golden teams that's a that's a great global by the way if you're playing golden um so those are the kind of things it is targeting so so be aware of that uh for instance if you see a lot of raven the, the best blanker that you're going to have is Shriek because she targets the card, not the dice. Um, both Cold Gun and D-Wiz are going to target the characters in the field, which there are more counters to. There's no... The only counter to Shriek is blanking her. So mm -hmm. you have those things to look at. Um, also, when you think about number of dice, uh, some you, you may want two, you may want three. In that slot, you may look at, see how many you purchase, how many do you like rotating around so that you can keep blanking stuff, and then work on timing. Once it's, if you decide that you do want to, on your team, work on the timing. Start to put yourself in situations when your opponent is going to attack, what do you want to blank, and those kind of things. Because I think blanking is a trick. We we all it, it, got pretty cute, used it, to Constantine, yeah, right, and, on and, how to trick. And it used to be a lot easier, too, when you had prismatic spray because it's like, well, just everything's blank, right? Right. Um, and now you have to kind of be selective on what you can blank instead of just hoping it gets blanketed. Yeah. There are definite uh, advantages to a D-Wiz. Like I said, I'm not a super fan of D-Wiz. There's advantages to that because you're yeah, I mean, naming if you're, a specific yeah. die and you don't have, you know, it's going to last more than a turn because yeah. that's the one thing about cold gun is it's just going to last that turn that or if you ever roll on the right side yeah i'm, I'm, I'm bitter about it I'll, I'll admit to i'm bitter <laughs> about it but you know i was so excited about this card and it's like no burst at all <laughs> well, well if you could if you could roll kevin you know maybe we could just add little bursts to all of your sides <laughs> and then i'd, st I'd roll the generic energy that's what that's what <laughs> happened is like it would get there and i just get one energy i'm like well i'm spending three to get by one energy energy now yeah what, what i need to do is kind of build one of those like teleprompter machines and i'm just going to get listeners to press a button for me and roll for me so that way i can't you know yeah <laughs> take that out um and then so the last thing i want to ask you about this is what's your ideal number because i know my ideal number is two um, out on the field at once because that just gives you a little bit of flexibility. I know I've angered Dr. J a couple times because I've I had, like two. <laughs> I've had two out on the field. I like two out on the field. I think it really alters what my opponent can do and what they're thinking about. Uh, one, they can try to get around. They can add another another character, right? Because I'm not blanking the mm -hmm. card and blank blanking that die, so you can work around it that way. Two really alters the 
the attacking ability of my opponent. Yeah, because and then I know I've pl- tried to play with three before, but then I just feel like it tends yeah. to clog my bag just a little bit. Yep. Um, for that. All right. Um, so. Thank you so much for talking to us about this rare cold gun. I mean, I love it, and it looks cool in foil too. My dad, right? Really it, cool. <laughs> really, it looks good. And I will, I will say this: my opinion at the time was right, but now it's wrong. You, you need a couple blankers, and you definitely need to understand the blanking ability in today's competitive game. Mm-hmm. It, it really is a must. There's just too much out there. There's too many abilities that you can just blank and not have to worry about having a specific counter to mm-hmm. yeah and it's fine if you're wrong because your name's not dr j so like people <laughs> will forget this and forgive you for it um but we <laughs> want to hear from you guys um how do you guys feel about this cold gun is it your 11th card or is it like no 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 i put it on every team um we want to want to hear from you guys and how you guys use it you can always reach us double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash double burst all right, so keep your brewing hat on because I know this is one of your favorite segments to do, and we'll have you on a little bit later in the show to brew another user-submitted team. All right. Okay, guys, we are here with Dr. J. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing really good. Um, kids, please send rolls. Dr. J's looking a little pale right now. <laughs> <laughs> just just a couple. Just a couple, man. I need my face, man. Come on. Just just one, okay? Um, but so today we actually have this is an interesting topic. Um, and it comes up a lot, especially when we get new releases. And mm-hmm. I think even more so now because we're gonna have a couple more sets come out pretty close to each other. So the question that we get a lot is, hey, I haven't played Dice Masters in a while. How do I get back into it? And specifically we're going to be talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy set because that's the most recent set that has come out, um, and I know people are excited about it. So um, where do we start? If, say, we, you know, somebody took a break for three to six months, where should they go now in terms of Guardians of the Galaxy? They should, well, my advice is do some drafts, collect as much of this set as possible. If there's a set out there that you want to collect, like collect the full set, I would probably recommend this over any other set. Most other sets, probably about 40 to 50% of the cards are just useless. You'll never use them. Guardians, I think, is very different. There are maybe like 15 cards that aren't playable in this set. And that's being pretty that's that's being pretty liberal with that number. And, and that's counting both inset and out of set, right? Not and not just, you know, because like even inset, this seems to be a fairly solid set to be just if say all you wanted to do was play guardians. Oh yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. If 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 all you if all you're doing is playing guardians, it's a really solid set. There are a couple cards that I have issues with because there aren't don't immediate get the counters. Rare ghost Rider. Don't, <laughs> don't get, get the, the rare, rare ghost don't get the rare ghost rider. <laughs> but there are some cards in set that don't have counters. I'm thinking specifically of Madam Webb is one of them. Uncommon Thanos, if you can get that out. Uh you'd need basic actions or something else to counter those. But in set Pretty much everything else is really balanced. is really fun to play, and it, and and in count in set it has some kind of counter for for almost everything in there, right? Yeah, exactly. Like we mentioned. Yeah, that's made the drafts really, really interesting and really fun. Yeah, um, and then that's just the tip of the iceberg because I I know some people like to just play in set. I feel like the Guardian set is one of those sets, kind of the glue sets that you can pull a bunch of teams cards from other sets together and you can make a pretty solid team, right? I was so excited to brew with the guardian set when it came out. And when it came out, I found myself brewing teams that were six out of eight of my cards came out of the guardian set. And I was 
that's the kind of set that this is. If you are looking to not just get back into the game casually, but get into it in some kind of competitive way, I think the Guardian set, you could come really close to making a full-on competitive team with just the cards from this set. If you want to supplement that, go buy a Spider-Man Maximum Carnage team pack because I guarantee you can make a competitive team out of just those two alone. Yeah, I know you've been like spewing ideas. I almost started calling you KO King number two because you're, you're brewing ideas. There's, it's, it's, <laughs> it's unavoidable with this set. There's just so many options. And if you look on any of the Facebook pages, it's the same. People are constantly asking questions about interactions because they're, they have all these ideas that are you know, triggering in their minds and they want to figure out if they'll work or not. And so people have a lot of questions about this set because there's just so much good stuff in here. Mm-hmm. All right. So let, let's kind of look at this a little bit more high level in terms of things. So what are some like big concepts that you can see the Guardian set either they're promoting a lot or it's a great way to just jump back in and say, you know, you know, I want to just find some kind of theme to put together. Where, where, where should they start looking? I'm not sure I understand yeah. the question. So, so, yeah. So, like, I mean, because I know with the Guardian set, it has a lot of, I think they did a good balance of old and new except underdog. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, like, even, even, shock. Yeah, even keywords and stuff, where should they, like, go first in the set? Oh, oh, for sure. Um, Call Out is one that I would recommend and Infiltrate. Those are both awesome keywords. Infiltrate especially. If you're looking to build a competitive team out of this set, Go to Infiltrate, I think, because there's a lot of support for it in this set. There's several cards with Infiltrate. I think like six or maybe eight different characters have Infiltrate on them. There's a Super Air Angela that works well with an Infiltrate team. There's also a Super Air Captain America that works well with that. Uh, those That's probably the number one keyword I would recommend people to start thinking about. Call out again because it's such a good control Mm-hmm. Uh, keyword that we just haven't seen before. It's not the same as a taunt. It's not the same as I mean, a you're, force you're, block, yeah, but it's, it's still taking that character out of the equation when it comes to attacking. Yeah, and it causes that hard decision too because they don't have to block with it, but if you're not blocking with it, that's a character that's going through. And some of these characters, like I know that Black Widow, she's just like a... She's a three on all, all of her sides. sides. That's that's still a chunk of life that you're taking off, and especially like my, my favorite combo... To do with to use both infiltrate and call out would be to get that black widow out and have my infiltrate characters and if my opponent has like you know one or two characters I use the black widows to force them to that's all you can try to block and then my infiltrate characters I'm like I'll send those through and you know you take four damage and I still have blockers yeah it also works really well on teams where you just have characters with really big stats I mean if you I've done this with this set I've gotten Thanos in the field on his top level that's nine nine. And I had a couple call-out characters. And so they have a couple sidekicks in the field. I use call-out. And Thanos just goes through, you know, for nine damage. There's nothing they can do about it. They can't block him. They can't stop it. That's that's how powerful this ability is. It, it, it may not be – it's not like a force block. It's not as useful as a force block. Mm-hmm. But it, it causes that hard decision, like you said. And that's what you're always trying to get your opponent to do is make hard decisions. And that's always going to give you – the leverage in the in the game yeah so we've kind of talked a little bit about con- control characters with with call out are there any other ones that are kind of inset that we haven't mentioned yet oh man there's so there's so much good <laughs> stuff in this set oh, a guardians affiliated team oh, can so be good. really strong 
just out of this set. Yeah. Do, do you know what I'm waiting for right now? I am just like I, I'm like I really want to just build one with the rare Starhawk, and then the the rare Moon Dragon from Guardians. Just think about that. Plus two on on your Guardians that are probably going to be level three by the, by the end of it. Yeah, and that's per Guardian that you field. I mean, that Starhawk could get so beefy. You play with the Drax that's free to field, and I mean. There's so many awesome combos that you can do with Guardians, and that's that's Golden Age stuff. I mean, I think you could make a fairly competitive Golden Age team. If you're just looking at this set alone, there are enough Guardians in this set to make a competitive team. I played with um, with one of the guys here. He, his name is Ryan. He, we played in the draft the other day, and he drafted the common Adam Warlock, which is a Guardian character, and he drafted the uncommon Yondu, which is also a Guardian character, a few other guardian characters and what adam warlock does is when you field a character you use the wind fielded effect twice and then yondu when he's fielded you deal one damage to your opponent for each guardian character in your that's field that's a minimum of two two for each wind fielded with yondu if you all you yeah. have is adam yeah. warlock and, and he yondu. had four in the field and then fielded yondu <laughs> so i took 10 damage to the face so if you're looking for that kind of direct damage team if that's what you like you can do that with the Guardian set. If you're an aggro player, I know Ken doesn't think so, but I think you could make Infiltrate work with an aggro play style. Yeah, and we were even talking about the rare Rocket Raccoon. He's uh, When he's KO'd, you deal one damage to, to your opponent, and it's not Aftershock or anything, so that just opens up so many doors. Yeah, he's the kind of character of you can just throw at your opponent. If they block, great. If they don't, great. You know, if for, for aggro play styles, that Rocket is pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, so are there any other cards that we kind of haven't talked about yet that people kind of could sh- keep an eye on, especially if you're looking to jump back in? So many. Uh, I, I'd hate to to bring it up, but the rare Cosmic Cube is good for any kind of action-based <laughs> oh, damage. Oh. Action-based, character-based. Like, I, I'm just thinking, man, well, how, like, I, I don't know why. I think a lot about Golden Age teams because I think it's partially nostalgia. Yeah. But I'm like, man, that cube and just the common cheetah, three damage per so, <laughs> so the cube my problem with it is i feel like they there is is what kryptonite was it's a two cost ba- it's a two cost action that's too good for its cost yeah yeah and, and the problem is they they did the constantine thing where i think all three of them are really good for their own uses yeah i, I love the common cosmic cube oh my gosh that is one of my favorite new cards in the, in the set and i'll tell you why when i play with it in in draft so far and when I've played a couple of practice games against Russ and Modern, there's no downside to buying it, and it just churns your bag so fast. I mean, you pull four dice, and one of them's a cube. Great. You pitch a bunch of dice, and you keep drawing. You pull another one, you pitch a bunch of dice, you keep drawing. It's just such a good way to get through your bag, and there's really no downside to buying it. The only downside I've seen is when you play Resurrection and you accidentally draw yeah, and you prep it in your, put it in your prep area, which has happened to me several times just because I have bad luck. But yeah. it's yeah, such a it, good it, card. It's, it's worse with superhero registration act. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just, like this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but there's other cards. I mean, the common kiln. You could make an awesome action-based satchel team with that. That's one that people have been messing around with. I've been playing with the uncommon Adam Warlock, where you you use Madam Web and force everyone to block her, and then you use nowhere to put him in, and then he KOs, and you take all those dice and put them on his card, and you never field him again. I mean, there's just so many options with this set alone. You throw in the Spider-Man Maximum Carnage team pack, which is another, what, 
10, 15 bucks on top of it's not even the garden. I think it's 10 most. That's, I think yeah, that's yeah, $10, $10, $10 investment, and you have an awesome blanker in that set. You have some fun control pieces. You have some fun capturing mechanics. There's so much good stuff that just came yeah. out in these two yeah, sets. Because I'm trying to think, doesn't it have sidekick support too so you can field sidekicks? And isn't the super rare Captain America that does something to sidekicks? He gives them all deadly or yeah. he gives them all a buff. And, I mean... If you are new, if you're new to the game, brand new, not getting back into the game, but brand new, go buy the Superman Wonder Woman starter set. You need a starter set to play this game. Go get that one. You got the new Wonder Woman, which is an insane control piece. I mean, there's, I mean, you have misdirection in there, which is super. I mean, oh, the like, basic actions in that set. You can't set go wrong awesome. with putting misdirection on a team. Yeah, you got truce. You got resurrection. There's so many good Don't basic truce. In that you're not, one. The, you're not the one who's supposed to mention truce. Well, I don't mind when people play it because it doesn't hurt me any, but <laughs> some people really like that KO the crap, whatever garbage. Uh, but I don't know who's that talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, do, so you feel Guardians is a good jumping in point? Guardians, I think, is the best set for new people to jump into in this game ever, just because. In the past, when you jumped into this game, you had to buy from, like, three different sets. You had to buy uh, Green Arrow Flash to get the energy fixers, and then you had to buy uh, World's Finest for the Kryptonite and the Ultraman. You had to buy other sets for... uh, You had to buy, for instance, Civil War if you wanted the loot cage or whatever. Like, it was all spread out. Guardians, you can... Like I said before, you can make a completely competitive team out of just that and the Maximum Carnage team pack. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't even mention the Rare Quasar, so it has that global, which is almost kind of like an energy fixer Yeah, without having a sidekick on the field, so oh, that's man. great. We didn't mention so many cards. Yeah, There's so, so many, many good cards in the set. Russ is still looking through cards and realizing, I haven't read that card before, and it's so good. So, yeah, like I said, this is probably, if you have friends who are thinking about playing the game, or you have friends who you think might like to play the game, this is the time to get them in. Yeah. Like, see, see, this is what you do is you, you have a Guardians of the Galaxy movie marathon and you're like, hey, you guys are amped, right, about Guardians of the Galaxy. Check this game out and just like bust out, <laughs> bust out a gravity feed. Yeah, and another thing, I mean, we mentioned how this set is so good. We're just building based off of it. There is any number of pieces in this set that will fit into another set. We have a guy who we play with who loves villains. It's his favorite thing in the world. This set helps that. He wants that Super Rare Norman Osborn like nothing else in the world. He's like, I have to have that card, you know, because it just builds off of villain teams. Any team that you've had in the past, there's something in this set to help. So I can't I can't say enough good things about this set and how, how good of a time it is to jump into the game. Yeah, I mean, it's great. And if you want to know how excited Russ is, I'm pretty sure there may have been a couple times that he's, he's probably just on his office floor going, so many possibilities, so many. He sends me, he sends me messages <laughs> all the time, and I'm like in court or something or talking <laughs> to people, and I'm just like, I can't talk to you right now, Russ. I got to work. But It's like, sorry, Judge. My bro is having a crisis right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dr. J. Um, I, I love talking talking about this stuff so if you are somebody who's looking to jump back into dice masters or if this is just like your first time with this dice master stuff we want to hear from you guys what are the things that you're looking for um and just, just tell us what you're discovering too so shoot us an email double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash double burst dr j keep your brewing mindset because we are about to jump into another brewing buddies 
All right, guys, we are here with the KO King and Dr. J. Guys, are you excited? It is time for another Brings Buddies. I'm always ready to hear what yes. Russ has to say. So I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for this. So we, we got an email from Philip F., and this is great. So here's his email. It's a little bit long, but I think it's worth it. Um, so he's a, I have a suggestion for a future brewing buddies that I'd love to hear you talk about the sh- on the show. White Tiger Mis- Mystical Amulet. She has been among my favorite cards for some time now due to her global. Despite that, I have never really managed to, uh, I have really never really, ha- I never really have managed to get a team focused around it to work properly. There are just so many cool avenues to explore around her. One could combine her with the Penguin Bully or Dr. Doom Reads Rich- Richard's Rivals to get two free KOs or leaves the field triggers at the same time by simply paying a fist. I don't know who likes fists around here. Um, my initial brew combined it with Vulture Adrian Toomes and Alfred Pennyworth MI5 to get an insane boost for Vulture until I noticed that Ver- Vulture had been ratted. Oh, well, back to the old drawing board. Red Eyes, Black Dragon, Fire Inferno Beast is a possible replacement for Vulture. However, that makes the team Golden Age and increases the purchase costs. Yikes! I've considered adding her to a flying sidekick team, but energy is rather tight, and that energy seems better spent otherwise in that team. Likewise, I've also considered combining her with Karai, Dark Lineage, and, and then play some card that punishes my opponent for having a large field. For instance, Betrayal combined with uh, Renat Tilly. Oh, Betrayal. Um, but it also seems like a lot of work for a little payoff. Since it's one of my favorite cards, despite not managing to crack the code of a team featuring her, I would be very interested to hear how you would approach her global. It is a rather unique thing to be able to field sidekicks on your opponent's side. Hope this idea catches your fancy. With regards, Philip from Sweden. First of all, Philip, that is awesome that you're listening from Sweden. <laughs> um, and second of all, Russ, is it like, do you have any family members in Sweden? Like, is Philip like your twin? Brother or anything? No, but my <laughs> family does come from Sweden. So does mine. Oh. Kvist. That means like branch or something in Swedish. Or maybe Philip can tell us exactly my, what my, it means. <laughs> my, my family's from Malmo. You say Sweden, right? Not yeah. Switzerland? Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. It's from Malmo. My family is from Malmo. So, so, because so, when I read this email, it reminds me of some of your brews where you just go with an idea. I'm like, I could do this or kind of do this. So, I'll, I'll start out with you first. Um, and Dr. J, just feel free to interrupt him anytime because so, we know so, how this goes. So, before we go into some of my ideas, based on his email alone, he mentioned uh, the dragon, uh, blue, blue, red eyes be dragon back from black like, dragon. He's black. You can say that. It's okay. But didn't it, isn't the card Red Eyes Bee Dragon? Yeah, the B stands the for B black. The B stands for black. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not a Yu-Gi-Oh. We all know who the Yu-Gi-Oh Blue Eyes are. White Dragon. That's okay, so, the same thing. Okay, so Ben used to have that, but wasn't there a new card that you and I were like, there's there a was, replacement. I, I'm looking for it yeah. right now so, because so while you guys are looking a replacement yeah. for that kind of ability. Yeah, so while you guys are looking oh. that up, let me tell you what the global for this White Tiger is. It's pay a fist. Once during your turn, each player must feel a sidekick die from their used pile if able. Um, I, I remember we used to do this um, effectively to get back for seconds to work so we could have underdog um, in terms of that. So that might, you know, might, might be a suggestion. But did you guys find the card? Uh, no. Okay, uh, so, I'm going to keep looking so while we're doing my, this, though. I'm going to find it. I really, uh, my brain got a little overwhelmed with trying to figure out a specific team. So This is why I'm like, this seems like you're you yeah. know, a brother from another mother, right? Yeah, here. so let's... Look at some abilities that I would put with the sidekicks that I'm pretty excited to build a team with with this global because this I'm 
I'm on the same with this kind of, I love the idea of fielding sidekicks for my opponent and punishing. So the first thing that I go to with the new set is looking at some, building something with kiln and nowhere. So I'm going to, my opponent's going to have to pay extra so that they Just make can. it so expensive to buy characters right. and field them with Right, with so once a turn, try to make them feel they'll have to get rid of their sidekick some way. But I'm going to use nowhere so that I get around the kiln purchase cost, right? So kiln isn't going to, if I use kiln to purchase characters, it's, gonna, it's not going to increase if I have characters in my field. So once I figured that out the other day, I've been pretty excited to brew with it. Um, so where I'm making things more expensive, my opponent can't kind of get back at me and do the same thing. So I'm looking at doing something with Kiln and Nowhere where I field, make it harder for my opponent to purchase their characters. And maybe I do something with Guy. You need a two cost. So depending on what kind of event I'm going to, I'll probably look at doing something with Guy Gardner. Start early, but really he's may get in some early damage, but he's basically helping me to purchase my other characters. So you're kind of going to build up. You're going to go two cost, three cost, four mm -hmm. cost, five cost. Would a Red Hood or something help too? Yeah, yeah. So I would probably take one of those. Uh, I probably prefer Red Hood more than a guy because you you can time it a little better, right? Yeah. With Red Hood. Yeah. So I like the. I personally would look at a two cost uh, shield. Maybe I I like shield characters. I don't know why. Or maybe an Iron Fist, but Iron Fist might not work for other ideas later. But that Iron Fist is going to help damage. Um. Alfred is another good two cost because I can block and then if he KOs, he comes back. So he's always a good go-to. So look for a two cost there and then you get kiln out, you get your two cost and then we start to work up. I, I was thinking and tell me what you think of this, Jared. If I'm going to do this, how does, how do you guys think static works? I think I would go static so that I could either ping theirs out or ping mine out, but I would probably want to ping my mine out because I'm fielding mine. So I, it's giving me die if I do have to purchase, because this is also helping me cycle my bag, right? Because I'm, I want to get to my you, kiln. You're I wanna, each yeah. turn, if ideally, say ideally, you you would be taking a sidekick out of your use pile, which right. would make it back into your bag. Right. So I'm trying to keep that cycle going a little bit, and that's why I think static is my three cost to start pinging out or dealing damage. Mm -hmm. How how about the uh, super rare um, Zatanna? That has the synergy ability. So while Zatanna's active, you may pay a fist and a mask to reroll all opposing sidekick dice in the field zone, and then she deals one damage for each other dice that shows a fist or a mask. Would that kind of work with the team? Yeah. So, and I want to. I think that would work because I'm going to look at starting to, and this is some of the stuff Doctor J's been working on. So he might not like us talking about this, but it's this I'm sidekick with the like uh, doppelganger, because then. If I'm fielding their sidekicks and I'm taking that sidekick, anything, any sidekicks they roll, I'm also adding sidekicks to their field. So if I have Kiln, I'm really messing with their, uh, you know, their purchase power, mm -hmm. their economy. Uh, I'm assuming they'll start to attack. I hate to bring up a different scarecrow, but you could use a <laughs> scarecrow to stop them wow. from attacking because that really does hinder. Uh, I was playing Doctor J the only the, the the other day. The only thing that helped is I happen to have a basic action that buffed my characters. 
they can lock the sidekicks in the field. That OP Scarecrow, I think, works really well if you want to use White Tiger. My my combo would be, if you're looking for something fairly simple, you play that White Tiger, you play the Scarecrow, and then the other doppelganger from Spider-Man Maximum Carnage, when fielded, KO all sidekicks in your opponent's field and deal one damage to your opponent for each sidekick KO'd this way. I mean, that, I think, would be Why not really use Iron Fist that does the same thing? Which Iron Fist? There's an Iron Fist from one of the team defenders team packs. He's a five cost mass. When he attacks, he deals one damage to all sidekicks. You take your opponent takes one damage for everything that's KO'd. Well, be the the only difference, pretty big difference actually. The doppelganger is a four cost, and it doesn't deal damage. It just KOs them straight. So that would be my argument for why I would play the doppelganger instead. But I like the other doppelganger that lets you steal sidekicks and put them in the field. So you could use that doppelganger with the Iron right. Fist to get both. Because I think that's benefits. what I would do. I would steal yeah. and then attack, lock their sidekicks in the field. You know, if it gets good enough, you're going to be burning them too because they're not going to have any ability to purchase. So you could just win on bag burn, right? If this triggers fast enough and you work it out where you can get kiln. Maybe a two cost out there fast enough and start working your way up from a two cost to a three cost. And you get that scarecrow out there so they can't attack, which is a big part of it. I I personally, I don't know how much I'll be able to play with a different scarecrow. Different scarecrows in set are good. I like those. But (laughs) I have something against this OP scarecrow. I don't know why. It's because when you go home, the rare crow is just like, where have you been, mister? Where I like, do I, I like the scarecrow that lets me steal them all too when it's filled? When I filled, I can take all of their sidekicks. It was a spoiler that we were thinking of. It oh. was Juggernaut from the upcoming oh, yes. X Men set. Yes, and he gets plus two for every sidekick KO'd. He gets plus two, plus two, isn't it? Plus yeah. two attack Ooh. and defense for every sidekick KO'd. Yep. He doesn't, does he KO? He doesn't, but you could play it with fighting, I think. And if or one of those cards that lets you every time one of your characters KOs KO an opponent's or whatever, use that to KO use something to KO sidekick clear their field and then hit the Iron Fist. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was Iron Fist is kind of that breath weapon. We were saying we were saying pair it with with the red eyes and Juggernaut would be insane. But you, I think you could make him work with just some overcrush and then a way to just KO sidekicks. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be good. So the other thing I would do is I would look at, with this, because I'm using globals, I would start to look at maybe adding some other globals, maybe some energy fixers, and then... Uh, mm, I don't know. Energy fixers, that's, that's your opponent. Uh, yeah, that's going to let but you use I, them. If I have a counter. Modoc, Make them pay to Yeah, to something like that where I'm not just giving them free energy because that's what you would be doing. Uh, and then I would probably look at using Quasar... The, the rare, the rare. I, mm-hmm. I know it's getting overlooked some, but that's a, that's a lot of globals that you can just use for free. Doesn't matter what you roll, right? You know, I mean, that might even help you go trigger the um, white tiger global if you right. need to. Because we've did you all guys, did you guys mention super rare Captain America from this new set? No, I think that could be fun with white tiger because it gives all your sidekicks infiltrate. And so it kind of takes away because you're getting sidekicks in the field just like your opponent. Oh, and then add Angela to it. Add Angela to it. All your sidekicks are unblockable. You could add Scarecrow to it. Lock theirs in the field if that's really what you want to do. I would add maybe so something here's, that here's, you know. I mean, it's good they're they're both Scarecrows. I wish you could use the Scarecrow that locks them and the Scarecrow that steals them all on the same team. 
I feel like you could just replace that sentence with, I wish you could just use Scarecrow for all eight of my spots on my team. No. I'm glad I'm glad you can't. I like I like that Russ has to pick one. But is there anything else that lets me take control of all my opponent's sidekicks? There is I think a Loki that captures them but doesn't take control of them. I think that Scarecrow is the only thing that I can think of that takes control of all of them. Right. There are plenty of cards that take control of sidekicks. Jervis Tetch, the common common, I think, being the one that I it's coming to mind. Um, but you could use that as well. You yeah. could field some. You can force your opponent to field some sidekicks. You field some sidekicks. If you're playing with that super air Captain America, for every Jervis Tetch you have in the field, you take a sidekick. They all get infiltrate, which means they come back. You can make them come back. You can send your your opponents through and bring yours back, and then do it again. I mean, so the, there's lots of stuff you could do. So the first build I would look at that could be a lot of fun is with the new set, but he might not have it yet in Sweden. Let's. Because some of the UK players and stuff. Just assume that they do. So Kiln, Nowhere. I would look at the punishing my opponent for having the sidekicks in their field and trying to lock them down with Scarecrow, those kind of things. Keeping them in the field. And if things go really well, then starting to burn them, but really messing with their economy. That's what I would do if I was still in the sidekicks. The other thing that I would do is I would try to, to work that similar to the way that I used to work uh, the guy from Turtles, uh, Krang. Mm-hmm. King. Krang. 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 Where sidekicks are going in the bag. And I would use that global, static, and uh, Peggy, is it Peggy Carter? Peggy Carter that st- sticks sidekicks in right. the bag. And I would ping the sidekicks. I would try to get as many sidekicks as I could in the field. I'd use Doppelganger. Peggy Carter and Static, and I would steal sidekicks. I would field sidekicks for him. I'd ping sidekicks, and I'd put the sidekicks in the bag. So if my opponent doesn't have anything to churn, all they're drawing every turn is hopefully two or three sidekicks that I've taken and one extra card. Right. That has a massive impact on their economy as well, and I think that would be pretty fun, actually, to field sidekick, ping the sidekick, go in your bag, field it, ping it, go in your bag, and then add other things to it as well other aspects like i love that doppelganger even though i play against it with you and you're like oh that's my sidekick sidekick." (laughs) you know that's that's a lot of fun so that could be really taxing did did you guys mention common venom or uncommon venom from civil war so that one oh yeah because when you feel that one whenever you feel the sidekick you deal a damage so yeah and and white tiger field sidekicks right yeah so so you're both fielding sidekicks. If Venom's but, out, you're also pinning your opponent. Yeah, they're, Venom punishes if they field and if you field, right? It it uh, it, it taxes think, them to yeah. field. Yeah. If White Tiger would not, they wouldn't have to pay to field right. the sidekick from White Tiger. But it would tax them to field sidekicks. Yeah. So it's while Venom is active, opposing sidekick it's characters actually a good cost way to one more make, energy to field. That's a good way to make White Tiger a one-sided global. Yeah. Because you are going to tax them to field it. So you're basically getting the benefit of fielding a sidekick. They're not. That'd be Well, they're still fielding right? the sidekick. Oh, they, they, they don't have to pay to oh, field. Okay. They don't have to pay to field in that situation. It's like Star Labs. Um, but I had a fun team. It wasn't really competitive, but a fun team where I was playing with that Venom and Doppelganger 
stealing my opponent's sidekicks when they roll on field, deal a damage. Yeah, but but I remember your win condition for that was bag burn. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to lock all the sidekicks in the field so that my opponent didn't have enough dice to draw for, and they took bag burn. That is fun to use something if I can, when you field a bunch of sidekicks for your opponent between doppelganger and white tiger, and then you capture it with a cube, or you do something to take away those sidekicks imprisoned or adam warlock or whatever it is i take all those sidekicks and remove them that i mean that's their economy even if they've bought characters and stuff the economy is still sidekicks yeah. the, the adam warlock is fun and i'm and russ kind of mentioned this before when when i played him there was an opportunity where i was going to take like six of his sidekicks out of the game they were going on adam warlock's card and he got lucky and was able to prevent it but if I'd have gotten all those sidekicks, I mean, I already had like six or eight of your characters at the time. You, he would have had nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And so if you put White Tiger on a team like that and you force them to put the sidekicks in the field and you start taking them away, man, that's, that's oppressive. They don't have energy to do globals or anything to stop yeah, you. Yeah, so that if, you want, if you want to lock in the sidekicks, throw on that Scarecrow so that they can't attack with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and let me ask you about this. So this might be wild, and maybe it's just because I want this character to work. Would you ever consider putting the vibe con- won't work with sidekicks? <laughs> you can't spin you can't them. Spin them down. <laughs> Call. Would you guys consider using the common anti monitor from War Light? It's when anti monitor attacks deal one damage to target opponent for each sidekick they control, and anti monitor can't be blocked by sidekicks. No, never. Don't even try. <laughs> Such an awful card. No, I mean uh, you. He's if, got if, great stats. If you, yeah, he does else. have good stats, and if you're able to lock them in the field with with Scarecrow, and you're able to buy the anti monitor, what's his purchase six cost? cost? Six cost fist. It's it's more doable now than it ever was before. Especially if you're you using nowhere, like you're. Yeah, if you're using nowhere up. and you're just turning a five cost into a, into that six cost anti monitor, he doesn't even have to field. So you can put the five cost. You can put him straight from the field, off his card into the field, and be ready. To attack. Yeah. I just had to give him a little love because I remember when it first came out, we're like, this card is garbage. He's he's one of the best <laughs> cards that works in this situation where your opponent has sidekicks in the field. So it we should probably mention that he exists, even <laughs> though I've hated him since the set come, came out. <laughs> he's a villain and a yellow lantern. That's what bothered me. Yellow's <laughs> my favorite color. And it was like, oh, these guys so suck. It, I mean... Probably not competitive, definitely casual play. If I attacked, say, with the uh, Iron Fist and uh, Anti-Monitor, but again, casual, it's a five, six cost, and I've managed to block four or five sidekicks in the field, that's 10 damage plus the, the stats that are going through. Yeah. It'd be pretty fun. It could be really yep. good. So, so definitely look at that. Like I said, I think Agent Carter would be pretty fun one on there. Put a blanker on that team to stop them from blanking your Scarecrow. Because if they blank your Scarecrow and just attack with (laughs) everything, then your plan's going to fall apart. So put a blanker on there, probably Shriek, to stop. uh, Scarecrow is a mass, so you just throw Raven on there. It doesn't work against Shriek. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. Hallelujah and all that. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So, guys, thank thank you so much, and thank you, Philip. Seriously, like I I always love hearing people from all around the world. So if you are outside the U.S., well, I mean, even if you're inside the U.S., I want to know where you guys are from. Just shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. We want to hear from you guys. If you have any ideas for Philip too on this team. This sounds weird, but don't forget about the actual ability on there, yeah. on the card. Wait, other than has an ability? She gets plus one, plus one, and overcrush. I think if you sacrifice, yeah. So like, when fielded, you may sacrifice another character die to get yeah. to get plus one plus one and then overcrush until end of turn. So simply, if you have nothing else, just attack with her. What's her top attack stats? Kick. Uh, She's top out at like a four attack. It's uh, one attack, two attack, and four attack. Yeah, I mean it's not great, she but to five. I mean you can turn that pretty good if if everything else gets locked down. Don't. All I'm saying is don't over. Look, the actual. Don't forget, she actually has yeah. an ability. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty solid. Um, so yeah, we want to hear from you guys and Philip. Hopefully, this helps you, um, guys. Thank you so much for talking about. I know you guys love Broing. So, and this was a little bit interesting one. We do love to, Broing. <laughs> bro, <laughs> all right, <laughs> bro, day and night. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we will talk to you guys later. <laughs> And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. Is the rare cold gun an 11th card for you too? And do you have any suggestions for our brewing buddies? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get these episodes when they come out, and cool player resources and a surprise or two. Head on over to the KO King's Etsy shop if you want to get some cool custom cards or some cool dice bags. That's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO King's Corner or just search for KO King's Corners in Etsy. He has a special code that's running through October. DB listeners, that's just for you guys. DB listeners, and it will give you $5 off your order. So head on over because October is going to be running out. Big thanks to Game Haven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, make sure you check them out. If not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. And of course, big thanks to everybody who listens to this show. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm.